Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Hey, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. So thanks for joining us on today's edition of the podcast. Gotten a lot of questions lately about Islam. I wonder why that is. I've gotten a lot of questions about actually all three Abrahamic faiths, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Uh, where they came from, what's the relationship, are they the same God, different gods? They're all the God of Abraham, so maybe they're all the same God, maybe they're different gods, what's going on there with that? And so I thought I would uh, tackle that today, beginning with the origin of those three different faiths, and then getting into um, an analysis of whether they are the same God or different gods. So let's, let's dive in, shall we? Let's begin in the book of Genesis chapter 12, where we meet a guy named Abram, God later renames him Abraham. That's how he's known to us today. But let's take a look at Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household. Abram originally lived in what would be modern-day Iraq. He was an idol worshiper. Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And so uh, all three of these faiths, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, all uh, send their roots back to Abraham, to this call of Abram, Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. So let's see then how the split happens between these three religious groups. Let's take a look at Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 to 4. Now Sarai, Abraham's, and we know her as Sarah. God changed her name from Sarai to Sarah. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai had said. Got a lot of problems going on in these verses. So after Abram had been living in Canaan for 10 years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. This is the beginning of the account of the birth of a guy named Ishmael, the first son of Abraham, of Abram. Ishmael becomes the father of modern-day Arabs, as well as other people groups, but the modern-day Arabs. So Ishmael is their ancestor. So you trace the lineage of modern-day Arabs all the way through Ishmael to Abram and Hagar. And of course, um, this problem here, this should never have happened, uh, this account in Genesis 16, but they were sinners just like us. And so there you go. That's the beginning of that. All right, let's move on ahead. Genesis chapter 18, three men visit Abram, now Abraham and Sarah. Three men visit them. It turns out that it, uh, one of them is the second person of the Trinity, is God in the flesh taking human form, the second person of the Trinity taking human form, as well as two angels. But nevertheless, these three guys visit Abraham in Genesis chapter 18. 
And as they're talking with Abraham <clears throat> outside of his tent, they say, verse eight, chapter 18, verses 9 to 15, where is your wife, Sarah? They ask him. There in the tent, Abraham said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, Am I, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, Oh, yes, you did. You did laugh. And so uh, it's just a great, it's a beautiful story. And um, Isaac is born, the second son of Abraham, the child of the promise, is born to Sarah, indeed, less than a year later. Uh, Isaac is born, and uh, of course, the name Isaac means laughter, because when uh, his mom thought about having children, she laughed. She was way too old for that. But notice, uh, just in passing here, there's nothing to do with anything, except I, I had mentioned that one of those three men was the second person of the Trinity in the flesh. Verse 13, Genesis 18, verse, 15, verse 13. Now, Yahweh said to Abraham, so this one of these visitors is called Yahweh, the Lord. Uh, so that's where we get that theologically, that it was not just three angels, but two angels and God himself coming to talk to Abraham. So Abraham has a son, Isaac, and the Jews today uh, trace their lineage all the way back through Isaac to Abraham. So you have the beginnings there of the Arabs and the beginnings of the Jews <clears throat> all the way back <coughs> 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years before the birth of Jesus. Abraham lived about 2,000 BC. So it's a long, long time ago. But uh, there you have it. All right. So uh, that's the beginning of uh, this account in Genesis 18 is the uh, line going into uh, what today are the Jews. We don't have time in this podcast to get from there to there, but nevertheless, that's the beginning of the Jews. All right? So now you have Christianity's beginning. Might be more familiar with that, since I'm guessing many of you listening to this are Christians. But a um, couple of verses from the Gospels, Gospel of John and Gospel of Luke, about Jesus. John chapter 14 Verses 6 and 7, Jesus answers his disciples and says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So Jesus claims to be identical to the Father. That is, he is God. And yet different from the Father in that you go through Jesus to get to the Father. So um, kind of a confusing passage as you think about the Trinity that is confusing. Three persons. We also meet the Holy Spirit in other verses. So you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. One God. So Jesus here in John 14, though, the key verse says, you cannot come to God except through me. So are all these three religions the same? You begin to see that Christianity claims they're different. Luke chapter 10, verse 16. Jesus says, whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. And here comes the key part of the verse. Whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. So when you reject Jesus, you are rejecting the God of Abraham, 
That's the claim Jesus makes in Luke chapter 10, verse 16. So, are all these religions the same? Kind of gives you some sense that the Christian belief would be, no, they're not the same. Let's talk about Muhammad for a little bit. Muhammad comes along in 570, born approximately 570 AD, so 570 years after Jesus, and dies 632 AD. He lived in Medina and, and Mecca. He was married to 11 wives, as best we can tell, 11 wives. Uh, the youngest of his wives, he uh, consummated the marriage when she was 10 years old. The word Islam, which is the religion Muhammad started, the word Islam means submission. We'll get back to that in a moment. The Quran, which is Islam's holiest book, was revealed by the angel Gabriel to Muhammad in visions beginning in 610 AD. Now, Muhammad, when this first happened, when the first vision happened, he thought that the angel was actually Satan. He was petrified of what was going on. But his wife, his um, first wife, assured him that this was not Satan, but was an angel. I find it interesting that Muhammad seemed in his gut to know that this was a problem, but his wife convinced him that it was an angel. Kind of as almost a recap, reminds me of the garden of Eden. Doesn't it remind you of that? Muslims believe that Muhammad journeyed to heaven from Jerusalem. It's neither here nor there in terms of the scheme of things, except that it is neither. It is here and there in that the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount currently sits where they believe Muhammad ascended into heaven and then came back to earth. That's why it's the third holiest place in Islam, in Jerusalem. So that makes Jerusalem pretty hotly contested ground, not only for Jews, who, of course, had the Temple Mount there in Jerusalem under King Solomon and then under King Herod later on in Jesus' day, but also contested ground for the Muslims as well. So Jews and Muslims are very, uh, very concerned. It's very contested ground, the Temple Mount. For Christians, well, Jerusalem is important, but it's neither here nor there because we're looking forward to a new heavens and a new earth. Finally, about Islam, it was uh, to note it was spread by conquest. Islam is uh, unlike Christianity in that Christianity is spread um, biblically. Of course, some Christians have violated this, but biblically Christianity is spread by word of mouth as the Holy Spirit convinces people based on the word of God. All right. Islam spread by conquest. So let's look at some of the uh, similarities, differences between particularly Islam and Christianity. So again, you have Judaism, not officially called Judaism, but we can't get into that here. Judaism beginning with the birth of Isaac, then Isaac's son Jacob and the 12 tribes and all of that way back uh, thousands and thousands, 2,000 years before Jesus. Uh, you have Christianity beginning at the time of Jesus, and you have Islam beginning at the time of Muhammad, 600 years after Jesus, okay? So is Allah the God of the Bible? Well, Allah, let's take a look, is creator in Islam, and of course the God of the Bible is creator. So in that sense, they, are, they appear similar at first. However, lots of differences. One is Christianity understood correctly is uh, the, there's not a political and religious alliance in Christianity. So um, there is the left-hand kingdom, uh, so-called in Christianity, which is the political sphere. And there is the right-hand kingdom, which is the sphere of the church, we'll say. And the church is to influence the left-hand kingdom, politics, Prophets, for instance, are to influence kings, but they are not kings. Kings are different than prophets. 
Okay, there's a difference. There's a separation there where the political sphere cannot influence the church, but the church can influence the political sphere. In Islam, there is a unity between the political and the religious sphere. And so uh, where Islam uh, is in charge, where Islam rules, there is Sharia law, and um, there is no democracy within Islam, for instance. In Islam, key difference, uh, Allah is one God, uh, whereas in uh, Christianity, there is the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is by nature, according to the Bible, relational. Before we even existed, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were relating to one another, whereas Allah is one. There is no relationship there. And in fact, in Islam, there is no relationship with God. For Christians, relationship with God is everything. But in Islam, there is no relationship with God. In Christianity, we are, Jesus says, we are friends of God. In Islam, people are slaves of God, servants of God. Islam means, remember, submission. So very different. Uh, we have a friend relationship with God because of what Jesus has done for us. In Islam, there is no friendship with God. You are servants of God. Totally different there. In Christianity, we know that we can be saved, that we know that we are saved by faith in Jesus. Jesus died on the cross, paid the price for our sins, and we have the free gift of eternal life by faith and trust in Him. In uh, 1 John, the Apostle John says, I want you to know that you are saved by faith in Jesus. Whereas in Islam, even Muhammad himself didn't know whether he would receive eternal life. When he was asked about receiving eternal life, he said, as Allah wills. It's just up to a capricious God whether he wills it or not. And you do your best and hope for the best, but you never know. Very, very different in terms of salvation, in terms of how you're saved, and in terms of knowing you're saved. We have a great hope in Christianity to share with those who don't know that hope. And finally, in Christianity, of course, we have a living Lord Jesus. Christ is risen. Islam has a dead prophet, Muhammad. There's no claim ever that Muhammad was raised back to life again. Jesus was raised to life, and we can be assured of that. So, is the God of Islam the same as the God of Christianity? Absolutely not. There's your answer for that question. Hopefully, that helps you understand Islam. Hopefully, that under, helps you understand uh, where Judaism came from, Christianity came from, Islam came from, and the differences, particularly between Christianity and Islam. There are many other differences, but we've gone through some of the key ones with you today. Thanks for listening. We want to encourage you to write us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. There's no spaces, dots, dashes, underscores there, just eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of this podcast, uh, what other topics you'd like us to talk about, since that's really where we get the topics for the podcast is from your emails. We want to encourage you uh, to always remember the promise of Isaiah 40, that those who hope in the Lord will fly like eagles. And we pray God's promise fulfilled in your life today. God is always faithful to his promises. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on the podcast.